Hello and welcome to Next Level Ops, a podcast that explores tools, tips, and techniques for hosting and managing websites presented by Plesk. Today, our guest is Jörg Strootman, and we are doing our quarterly update for the Plesk company. And we'll be talking all about the Plesk e-commerce toolkit, which we are really excited to introduce to you. But before we get started, a quick reminder, be sure to subscribe to this podcast to get the latest episodes as soon as they come out. You can do that wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, now let's get on with the show. Jörg, thanks so much for being here with us. How are you doing today? Oh, thanks for having me, Joe. Um, everything's great. Uh, I mean, we've been lucky not to catch COVID-19 and all of us have been able to work from home. So I think I speak for everyone when I say that we really miss life at the office and being able to meet our colleagues, customers, partners and friends soon. And we're just looking forward to finally get the vaccine. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Uh, my wife and I are fully vaccinated at this point. Uh, I'm in the United States, for those who don't know. And uh, we went on our first date in 15 months. So that is since the pandemic started and since the arrival of our second. Um, and it was it was great. It was a really nice night out. I'm really excited to get back to some normalcy. Yeah, I'm a little behind by plan. I, I received the, the second vaccine in, in 14 days and then I got pimped and can travel. Oh, good. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I look forward to seeing you at a, uh, perhaps a WordCamp in, in the near future. Um, Would appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, for those of you who don't know, Jorg is the VP of marketing at Plesk. And so, um, well, let's just dive right into this. What, what has it been like to be part of a world leading web management team during one of history's most significant digital shifts? Yeah, good good question. Yeah. I mean, at Plesk, we see the industry going through a rapid change, um, namely um, digital marketing and digital commerce. And uh, that has experienced an undepreciated acceleration in, in 2020, right? And um, so digital strategy has moved, I would say, from the last slide of a pitch deck 10 years ago to being the foundation of everything we do today. So COVID-19 has catapulted us into the future. And I find it somehow um, impressive. Maybe maybe you wrote that stat, yeah, that actually nearly 150 million people shopped online for the first time in the pandemic. And uh, the number of e-commerce buyers will, will only continue to rise. And uh, I think in the US alone, more money was spent online during April and May than the last 12 Cyber Mondays combined. Yeah, I, I had this source for MasterCard, of the <laughs> correct. Uh, but uh, I, I mean, at, at the high of the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, 10 years of e-commerce growth happened in just 19 days. That's impressive, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, as as you know, we're both in the online space and I feel like it's been a really hard sell for for web developers and people online to convince people, uh, small business owners, that they need to get online. And like you said, you know, COVID nineteen accelerated that and made people realize, hey, if if I don't, if I'm not online, if I don't have uh, a digital presence, right? As as Jens mentioned in in the first episode of this season, right? Um, then I'm. I'm going to go out of business, right? I'm not going to have any uh, any customers. 
Yeah, I mean, there are huge shifts in consumer behavior headline in many businesses, yeah, often working in outdated system and processes faced with new challenges, and they try to capture increased demand. I mean, that that's all about. Yeah? And uh, in this dynamic market, end-to-end commerce management is no longer nice to have. It's essential, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. End-to-end commerce management is essential. I love that. Okay. <laughs> um. So you know, I'm just mentioning it because usually I'm interested in automation and possible end-to-end. That's why I use that phrase. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I mean, we we share that uh, that interest as well. Automation, um, especially for like a solo business owner, is so important because you know it helps things not fall through the cracks. It helps a lot of uh, a lot of small business owners do multiple things at once. Um, right. So, so on, so on that same token, uh, has the Plesk customer base changed or expanded in the last eighteen months? Um, and and if so, how has Plesk adapted to that? Yeah, as I, as I mentioned, digital commerce has experienced an, an unprecedented acceleration in twenty twenty, and therefore um, we did a survey of about hundred brands and agencies during the pandemic, and we were not surprised that over seventy percent of our customers uh, want to provide a seamless customer experience, whether the client is shopping online, you know, or from a mobile device, a laptop, or a brick and mortar store. And uh, um, pe- people people often say you can't be in two places at once but but here at uh, Plask e-commerce we want to reject that that statement right and we believe that that you can be in all places at once because that exactly what Omnichannel is designed to do. And uh, so, therefore, we are working on a new uh, e-commerce extension that will, um, so to say, capture all these demands yeah? and uh, follow our customers across all touch points from, what example, from reading reviews on your website or seeing social ads or window shopping at an online marketplace to finally purchasing at your physical store. And uh, yeah, definitely we hope with the Plesk e-commerce tool, you will be able to manage multiple sales channels as easy as checking your mails. And uh, this way you will create a loyal customer uh, who is coming back uh, for more. Yeah. That, that's the journey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And again, Omnichannel, uh, your mention there is is uh, another great point, right? Just kind of um, just recently, I've started doing more live streams, and I was just on YouTube because the tool I was using only allowed me to stream to one place at a time, and I chose YouTube. Uh, recently, mm-hmm. I picked up a tool that let me stream to multiple places, so I decided oh, I'll just try on my my Facebook profile, my personal Facebook profile. I'll do a public stream there. And the engagement uh, increased dramatically just by adding my stream to Facebook. So, um, you know, you want to be where your customers are, where they're hanging out. And if you have customers hanging out in multiple places, then you want to make sure to get in, in front of their eyeballs wherever they, wherever they are, right? All right. I mean, we need to invest more time in understanding customer processes as well and go through each of process of documenting every time a customer or partner interacts with our brand, right? Um, if it's social or YouTube or whatever. And uh, this, this exercise will help us to see where we can make improvements as well and how we can make every user experience a personalized and a positive one. Absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, again, I just, I, everything you're saying is, <laughs> I, I feel like it's it seems obvious, right? But it's it's not. And again, I run my own e-commerce store. It's what you're selling, by the way. I'm selling online courses. Okay. 
Um, yeah, I thought you had as well a shirt shop. Uh, I do. Shop. I do have. A, I do have a t-shirt <laughs> shop um, that is completely managed by Cotton Bureau, um, which is a, a t-shirt maker. So I just upload the designs and they handle the rest. Um, okay, but. But yeah, so I, I, okay, so I do, I do different types of e-commerce and, um, for my online shop, right. I built that with WordPress and WooCommerce and even I, uh, I, I understand the user experience, but there are tweaks that I could make, right. Because maybe I'm not, I'm not my customer. Um, Mm -hmm. and I want to understand what's the best way to get them to the site. What's the best way to click the buy button. What's the best way to keep them engaged so that they maybe want to buy another course later when the time comes. This Mm -hmm. is all stuff. Like you said, we need to document and understand better. Right. So, so let me ask you then, right? Because again, we're both online guys. Um, should all commerce businesses, have an e-commerce site, right? Like there's food businesses, artisanal shops, retailers. Is e-commerce the future or are there some disadvantages based on uh, the type of commercial business we're looking at? Oh, good question. I mean, um, COVID-19 is changing consumer behavior. We said that now and forever. And so in in other words, uh, with plenty of options for discovering, researching or and buying new products in the digital world. Um, Customer interaction, that is there what you mentioned, uh, must be perfectly choreographed uh, under a single brand experience, right? And uh, so this this strategy is no longer just a best practice or luxury reserved only for the big players. It's becoming a new standard for all retailers, all world sellers, and all brands who want to stay competitive in the upcoming years, at least from my perspective. And uh, Omnichannel is about... It's all about creating this powerful integrated band or brand or product experience. And uh, I mean, it's quite, quite interesting. Um, I think Harvard Business Review was that who reported and shows that 73% of customers are using those multiple channels during their shopping story. And uh, it means that a great majority of all your potential customers combine online and offline activities. And uh, so from my perspective, um, now it's the time to act. And regarding your questions affecting all all companies and um, the the bold and the ambitious companies that embrace the new reality and take timely action can capture market share and emerge, emerge, so to say, after the crisis at market leaders. And uh, so I, I have there... Hope that's okay. I have to somehow three recommendations to consider um, for e-commerce when responding to a new e-commerce reality. So the first thing is that you explore your digital business model. So revisit the foundation of your business model to make sure that it's still valid in the context of the digital sales channel and profit models. And uh, the second one is that you strengthen the customer experience, that you understand the parts to purchase of your new online customers. And uh, that the third is that you strengthen your technology platforms, Yeah, um, that you pressure test your e-commerce platform, expand uh, necessary cap- capacity limits to prepare for an increasing customer flow. But also generally, to your question is affecting all customers, rather it's food business or artisanal shops or fashion retailers. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And and you said, you mentioned that in these interactions should be uh, perfectly choreographed. And, and I agree mm-hmm. there, right? It needs to be as easy as possible for someone to give you money. Uh, is, we, can, is, we can say frictionless, right? Frictionless. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. So, your shop should support 
the payment methods, for example, right, that your customer uh, wants to use. I make sure to have the Apple Pay and Google Pay buttons on my site um, because that's really convenient for a lot of people. If I see the Apple Pay button, I'm I'm maybe more likely to buy because I don't have to go through the rigmarole of of putting in my credit card information. I can just hold up my phone and and buy something, right? Um, right. And and further, you want to make sure that you're you're um, customizing these experiences, right? We have the ability to do online what we maybe can't without, say, a personal shopper in in a physical store. If we know our customer is interested in WordPress and we're selling WordPress courses. Um, we can surface those courses to them. Or if we know that, um, if we know that our customer is vegan, uh, then we're not going to show them meat options on <laughs> our, you know, on our restaurant site or, or whatever, right? This is, we have the ability to do things like this now. Absolutely. Data driven. Yeah, absolutely. And so, and so with that, right, you know, I'm not just talking about like pie in the sky uh, uh, examples here. These are totally possible. Um, what, what are, what are some of the best tools for getting started with an online store? Um, I would say as the e-commerce space continues to become more and more competitive, um, consumers expect that, that's what you said, at a certain level of quality from a website they visit. Yeah, right. And uh, I, I would say design matters, yes. Uh, messaging matters, yes. And uh, whatever campaign you decide to run matters, yeah. But uh, none of those marketing aspects are necessarily non-negotiable. So in the in the e-commerce world, I would say the following are absolute non-negotiables to running a successful business. For me, it's site speed, stability, and security. Yeah. So, for example, page load speed. Um, the the ideal load time um, for a peak conversion is no more than two point seven seconds. And every one hundred millisecond delay uh, above um, that can reduce conversion by up to seven percent. Right. And uh, so, using, for example, a content delivery network CDN is a smart way to speed up your sec- uh, your website. The second one is uh, uptime. You know, just just like an Give me an example, Olympic athlete. Um, your site has to perform at peak conditions through every grueling test, you know. Yeah. Can can it handle the double whammy of Black Friday and Cyber Monday? What about flash sale or a celebrity influencer campaign, you know? And uh, sites must be able to handle large amounts of traffic in very short periods of time to grow your business and maintain customers' trust and loyalty. And uh, my third advice is uh, site-wide security and peace of mind. I think, uh, and it, it's it's related as well what you mentioned with payment, you know, in today's e-commerce world, site security means protection against hackers, PCI compliance, DDoS mitigation when necessary, and site-wide HTTPS. You, you had that podcast with, with Chris the last time. Um, these are all the necessary means to probably achieve e-commerce security. Yeah? So these are my, my top three, beside a lot of other things. Yeah? And once, once you have these three non-negotiables covered, your e-commerce site is ready to launch against the competition. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that. And and right, our conversation with Chris Teitzel, if you if you missed yeah, that. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, I listened to that. Yeah, yeah. you were talking about it. Yes. Yeah. For for those listening, if you didn't hear that, head over to plask.com slash podcast and and you'll be able to catch that and some of the other episodes that we've referenced here. But uh, Chris mentions like if you don't need to take on that kind of security risk of taking payments, you shouldn't have to. And again, there are a lot of tools to help you. And so 
getting started, right? We're talking about site speed, stability, and uptime and security. Uh, what what are the best tools for running and scaling an online store? Let's say somebody got has gotten set up. Uh, they maybe you know their their best friend bought their first product and everything's working great. Now it's time to to uh, be where the rubber meets the road and and run and and grow your online store. Okay, I mean. Uh... Plex gives you the power to easily sell anywhere to anyone, as we said, across the the internet and around the world, and uh, you know, control everything from a single platform with centralized inventory, order management, and pricing. Uh, pricing, I mean, it, it doesn't get any simpler than than this. So, um, I would say. What are the best tools? If you sell on the website, I think over 70% of SMBs use website as their primary marketing channel. So um, I, I think create a new website from scratch in just five minutes with simple customizable design tools to quickly add an online store for your existing website. If it's WordPress, Dubla, you know, Joomla, Wix, or any other CMS with technology um, that instantly mimics your current design. And uh, so no, no coding or software should be required. Uh, I mean, that, that is mandatory. And uh, I think you mentioned in the early beginning, um, sell on social media, uh, rather it's Facebook, YouTube, or um, whatever else. I think 42% of FMBs use Facebook already now for customer acquisition. So at the end, you need easily to add and sell your products on Facebook and Insta, or if it's Pinterest or whatever else. And uh, to let shoppers browse and make purchases from inside their favorite social media channels. So, you know, maybe you need a link to TikTok, WhatsApp messenger, <laughs> you, you know, whatever else, um, you know, but, but we, we've got you covered, you know, and uh, maybe third option could be um, sell online or so in store or on the go. Um, I, I know that, 34% of SMBs use mobile POS systems. Yeah? And uh, so accepting payments and on the go um, I don't know if it's Stripe, Square, PayPal, or if it's Evo Payments, yeah, or whatever other systems. Um, so, so usually um, your account so stays perfectly in sync with your overall backend of your store. Yeah? And uh, modern, maybe modern customers want to buy anywhere and any device at any time. And uh, Plesk, we help small to medium-sized business developers, designers, and agencies to meet these requirements. That's our that's our higher intent, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Modern customers want to want to buy anywhere on any device at any time. Right. I I love that. Um, and what you say about mobile point of it's sales, ubiquitous. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's 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 really like that. Yeah, yeah. And and it's I mean we're looking for convenience, right? And we we, I mean, perfect example. Um, you know, I signed up for stamps.com recently. I've been mailing out a mm-hmm. lot more stuff. And I cannot believe what I've been missing out on, right? And I mean, like, Stamps.com doesn't sponsor this podcast, though they sponsor a lot. But Mm. um, it's just the convenience of me not having to go to the post office. Or, you know, you have these gig economy food delivery services, right? Where you don't have to go to the restaurant to pick up the food. The food comes to you. And, And convenience in payment, whether it's online in Facebook or Instagram through a mobile point of sales uh, system, right? You can plug in a device to your phone and take credit card payments wherever you are, uh, right? In, in, in a time in the near future when we're, when we're at conferences, you could sell services and get paid for those services at the conference. It's, it's incredible. So yeah. um, 
I mean, you saw that at bakeries, you know, they, they went online digital business as well. And you can purchase now your bread online. And can you imagine that 10 yeah. years ago, five years ago? Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah it's absolutely incredible. And I, I, I might have told the story again, I think, when, when, I talk, when we talked to, to Jens Mengers um, in the first episode of this season. But my bakery did just that. And it was amazing. I ordered from my phone. Uh, they told me when to come by. I picked it up on a table outside. It was, um, it was just so convenient. Um, and so again, we're talking about this omni, omni selling channel. Um, at the beginning of the episode, we teased the Plesk e-commerce toolkit. Um, how does, how does the Plesk e-commerce toolkit tie all this stuff together? What makes it unique? What makes it a unique offering? Okay. Um, I mean, I mentioned uh, the, the load speed, the page load speed, remember? And uh, I would say, um, so the, the Plesk uh, e-commerce extension is powered by uh, AWS uh, with service globally. So your store loads fast no matter where they shop. And, you know, from my perspective, keep in mind when you start a business and just wants to click and go selling simplicity, as you mentioned, you know, there are so many things you need to handle. So it's a good thing that uh, page load speed, for example, it's it's handled by one of the most famous web services worldwide. So all good. So, and um, you mentioned payment as well often and uh, with Plesk e-commerce degree, you can use all of these new payment options without having to pay somehow transaction fees for it for example yeah that that's right unlike many other platform um, Plesk doesn't charge any transaction fees no matter how many sales you make you only have to cover the payment provider fees you know and uh, here he, here's my tip um, but it's uh, confidential <laughs> don't share no no you know my, my, my mantra or the meaning will be here reach more customers earn more revenue and my advice is to have a look at Evo Payments, for example. It's our partner for all services that make your tra payment transactions safer, simple, and more efficient. And uh, there's a team of uh, experienced specialists and an outstanding technical problem providing the foundation for excellent solutions and simple, fast, and secure handling payments. So maybe just have a look. And finally, as a third, I think there's over these three points today, <laughs> um, um, it, it should be <laughs> as secure as it gets. And uh, so our e-commerce solution is uh, somehow level one PCI and DSS certified, which protects all consumer data to ensure peace of mind for you and your customers. And uh, you, in addition, uh, thanks to Chris, you, you get a free SSL certificate. Yeah. So, and and we are looking forward to launching our new extension soon. There, there will be, you know, let there one one hundred flowers blossom. We, we will add there as well something more, but maybe that as an you know as a first hint, what's inside. That's great. So I mean, it's it's. First of all, you've you've cited uh, a, a large amount of stats, so it's very clear that you and the folks at Plesk understand what is what one needs, how customers behave, and it sounds like you built the e-commerce toolkit um, with all of that knowledge in mind, right? You, Plesk is a, a very big company globally. You. Uh, reach a lot of people, and so you have you have more data, and you have a, a great understanding of of how people are using e-commerce from both the seller perspective and the customer perspective. You know, um, I, I can quote you, Jens. Maybe uh, not only do we want to understand overall market and uh, demand from a customer perspective when it comes to personas, we want to anticipate that change and we want to impact it. Yeah. Yeah, anticipate and impact. I like that a lot. Uh, well, we are coming up on time here. Um, 
If people want to check out the e-commerce toolkit, uh, where would they be able to find that? Oh, just heading over to, to plus.com and, uh, you know, there, there will be a teaser or something else that will hear you directly or just visit our blog and uh, read our new e-commerce um, toolkit blog post. Yeah. Fantastic. We will link to those and a lot of other things in the show notes, which you'll be able to find over at plesk.com slash podcast. Jorg, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, Are there any other words of wisdom you want to impart on the listeners before we sign off? Uh, I I would like to and appreciate you would meet to you personally. At the next weekend, that would be great. <laughs> long, long time no see, Joe. Long yeah, time. Yeah, it's see. been it's been uh, far too long. So I'm I'm absolutely looking forward to that as well. Um, York, thanks so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. Thanks, you. Thanks for having me. Uh, our pleasure. And thank you for listening. For all of the show notes, head over to plusk.com slash podcast. And if you like this episode, please consider subscribing. Thanks so much for listening to Next Level Ops. And until next time, remember to take it to the next level. Yeah.